This is an NBA Sound System presentation of Basketball Jones with Mark Jones, produced by Hall Pass Media. To watch the entire video series, visit hallpassnetwork.com. Now, Mark Jones. And welcome, everybody, to the Basketball Jones. I'm your host, Mark Jones. This broadcast brought to you by Hall Pass Media. You can find us at hallpassmedia.com. Our special guest this week is four-time NCAA champion, WNBA Finals MVP, WNBA Finals champ, Brianna Stewart. Stewie, thanks a lot for joining us. For sure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and before we get started, a uh, quick shout out to all of the uh, frontline workers, all of the people working to help fight this pandemic, this COVID-19 world that we're living in, all of our emergency room workers, our doctors, and of course, those furiously looking to find a vaccine and a cure. And also, we want to give a shout out to people like George Floyd's family, uh, Breonna Taylor's family, Rayshard Brooks's family. Let everybody knows that black lives do matter and that the arc of justice, in the words of Martin Luther King, is a long arc but it bends, we pray, towards the truth. Brianna, what a whirlwind these last few months have been with the goings-on in the world, and um, you're coming back to basketball. We're glad to have you. Um, tell us with you, first of all, being such a wonderful ambassador for women's basketball and the WNBA, what are your initial thoughts on play resuming in the WNBA in a little over a month now, a little less than a month. Yeah, I mean, it's um, it's definitely not what I thought was going to happen. You know, when I would look back probably six months ago, I don't think anybody's in a position that they thought they were going to kind of be in in June um, of 2020. But um, excited for, for the possibility to kind of be back, you know, coming off of an injury and only playing a couple games and then um, – coming home from overseas because the seasons were all canceled or postponed. Um, it's been tough, but I think this bubble atmosphere is going to be different. And I don't think there's anything that is really able to, to kind of be compared to it, but also gives us an opportunity to, to kind of be together in a as a league and also, um, you know, have solidarity with, with uh, the racism and the social injustice going on in, in our country. Yeah, it's interesting. There's really no roadmap for this. I mean, you came up through the youth basketball system. You played in AAU tournaments all over. I would imagine that it's going to have a communal type of AAU basketball tournament feel. But do you have any um, apprehensions at all? Or what kind of safeguards or anything like that might you be thinking about or taking it all going into the situation down there at IMG Academy down in yeah. Brayton, Florida? Um, I mean, I think the feel that, that kind of most of the players are, have talked about is like, it's almost like we're going overseas, you know, having that vibe where um, you're packing for an overseas season because you're not able to leave where you really are as much. And then also um, making sure that we have the safety and, and all of the right things, because obviously the coronavirus is still there and just understanding the precautions that we're going to be under and being able to play safely. Okay, now having said that, you're going to be gone for a couple of months, right? Mm -hmm. If all things go according to schedule and Seattle perhaps gets to the finals, wins its fourth WNBA championship. The important question for me is, who watches your dog? <laughs> can, can we see Puppy and, and tell us his name again? And uh, His who, name is Stu. Him? 
Still Is he out? He, he's laying down. He doesn't want to come here. Maybe oh, he'll okay. come here a little later. Okay. Um, my, <laughs> my, mom will, my mom will watch him. He, um, he doesn't know what's coming. He'll see soon when I, I pull the bags out. And then his, his mood changes, I'm sure, as most people who have dogs, they, they realize know. that they know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we've, we've def definitely developed a, an attachment these past few months, you know, just being inside together. And it's a little sad. Yeah, dogs are living their best life right now. I have a Absolutely. six year old Doberman. He he is me and him are tied at the hip right now. So um uh animals are gonna take a little bit of a hit in pets. But I, I wanna ask you about your role in the Black Lives Matter movement, especially locally there yeah. in Seattle, which is in a way at the forefront of what's happening. Uh, for a lot of uh, good reasons. Um, yeah. I know that Will Conroy, uh, Jamal Crawford, yourselves, uh, a couple of other Seattle area prominent basketball names have had a chance to get together. And what was the genesis of that? Uh, take us through that. And what was the end result in that Seattle community? Yeah, so it actually, um, it was about two weeks ago. And it was something that just happened, like really spur of the moment. Um, Will actually reached out to Sue and Sue at the time was not in town. And Sue kind of was like, um, gave Will my information and just could kind of uh, see if I was available. And it was just an opportunity for, for the Seattle people, the Seattle um, names, stars, basketball family to, to really come together and also speak to the community. It was down in Renton, Seattle, and it was at a park and it was, um, it was a small setting, you know, nothing was on social media, but an opportunity to kind of talk about what is happening in our world and how we're going to be able to continue to fight to, to make it better. And uh, I went with my teammate, Jewel Lloyd, and it was just something that we had to be at, you know, we had to go to and um, nobody's in this fight alone. And from, from all communities, we need to kind of stand together. And, and you being a, um, an athlete, um, a lot of times we, you find yourselves at the forefront of, um, for lack of a better term, uh, maybe racial profiling by law enforcement at times. Uh, I was reading one of your stories about you and a couple of uh, UConn teammates uh, driving down a highway one time, and maybe you can take us through that experience and your firsthand knowledge of how that racial profiling happens and, and what it felt like to actually be a part of that scenario. Yeah. So what, what the story actually was is, um, it was me. I was with an ex, an ex-boyfriend. Um, he was driving and one of his teammates were in the back. Um, the two were black and we were driving down the New Jersey turnpike and we got pulled over and it was kind of like, you know, those situations where it's like, well, what, what do we do? And we got pulled over. The cop came on the passenger side and was just kind of, um, asked for their IDs and I pulled out my ID too. And he was like, no, I don't need it. Mm. And then he was like, mm. is everything okay? And I was like, what do you mean? Like what, what, what's not okay. Um, and it was just something where it's like, you know, we asked, we were like, well, what did we do? And he was like, you followed a car too closely. And you know, like that just kind of puts it in, into perspective. And also, also like in my mind, you know, if I was with two white guys, would we would we have that same kind of reaction from the cop and would we be pulled over for following your car too closely? I'm like, anybody who goes on the highway, it's kind of like, everybody's close. Right. Like, there's no right. other option but to not be close. Um, yeah. 
but it's just you know the the way that black community is perceived and it's, yeah. it's wrong and um it's just i think it's just unfortunate you know it's unfortunate yeah. that we're in 2020 and like when i was younger it's like you think of 2020 and you think of like the crazy things you think of like the hover cars and this and that and right, right. um we're still fighting for equality yeah and what what's um what's the discussion like amongst the wnba players that you've had a chance to uh discuss these uh incidents uh with and in the entirety the the black lives matter movement because so much of the league is um african-american and mm -hmm. it's a very diverse league and yeah. the wnba you guys have always been on the forefront of uh civil activity and uh the the movement um yeah. what have those conversations been like and in terms of action steps what are you guys looking to actually implement moving forward yeah i mean i think we've we've definitely been on a lot of zoom calls really trying to just you know be here for for years you know to listen um obviously to educate ourselves you know um i'm white uh, but to continue to be able to have those uncomfortable um, uncomfortable conversations with people that are in my community because um a lot of this is on is on white people to kind of stand up and and really be at the forefront of creating social justice and you know ending racism once once and once and for all so excuse me um but we're just kind of talking about what what action are we able to do that's all the teams together because obviously we're all going to be in this bubble together and what we're going to be able to do that will make an impact and also be more than just you know wearing a t-shirt or what we're going to do this year but it's something that will continue to happen um every year and just help as in as many ways as we can and i was actually on a zoom call with my team last night and it's like the biggest ways it seems like to be able to help is funding Mm -hmm. and educating ourselves and what's a way that we can do that um, as a team and then as a league. Yeah, I think that uh, you set a great example personally in the Seattle Storm as a team and the WNBA as a league. Uh, your actions and your words really resonate and they've been inspiring, not just now, but uh, through the years. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk a little bit about basketball. Tell us about uh, your off-season training uh, and I, I saw some recent odds, I think, that had you pegged at, I think, fourth, and the Vegas odd makers had you at 11 to 1 in terms of the MVP. So I'm going to slap some dough down and put it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh I'll take 11 to 1. That's okay. Oh You're going to make God. me rich. <laughs> I'll take that. Um, I um, obviously coming off an injury, right? Um, rupturing my Achilles last April, um, definitely rough and, and grueling process coming back, but was able to play my first game in January with Team USA at UConn, which was kind of um, fulfilling and brought things full circle, going back to, to where I basically continued to make my mark as a basketball player. Um, was playing a little bit. I went overseas in February, but our season like ended in March, so I played maybe 10 games. Um, and now it's just been about making sure I stay ready. The thing is with an Achilles, like you don't want it to stiffen you don't want it to kind of not be ready. And 
when we were kind of going through our negotiation period, you never knew when we were going to play. So it was just kind of trying to stay ready and do a whole bunch of home workouts like, like everybody else. And I, I love the fact that uh, you, you mentioned the negotiations. I love the fact that this year that uh, the WNBA is really entering a new era in terms of player salaries. I'm, I'm thrilled for you guys. You guys yeah. deserve it. Uh, you, you work as hard, you're skilled, you're talented. And I'm glad that finally that, uh, the WNBA players are getting a larger share of the revenue. Let's go back to your injury a little bit and the Achilles, uh, God rest his soul in eternity right now. But I was told that, that you had a chance to speak with, uh, Kobe Bryant, um, who had suffered the same injury. Uh, what kind of knowledge or experiences did he share in being able to, rehab that injury and get back to where you are now yeah i mean i think when i when i look back like i got injured overseas and i the next day was on a direct flight vienna to to la and when i landed i uh, i had a message from kobe right away just saying hey you know checking in i know it's it's not easy and it's going to be tough but you're going to get through it and i'm here for you um and it's it's I still, I don't think anybody can really believe that that he's gone and right. and the rest of the the victims in that that helicopter crash. I mean, the it's just sad, and there's no way to kind of look at it any other way. But he was someone that was always checking in and making sure that if I needed anything, he was there. He went through the same process as me in the beginning, and he uh, he set me up with his surgeon and the people that he used to come back and. Um, just definitely appreciate him. Him always showing love for for women's basketball and GG. I mean, when kids are involved, it's it's a thousand times worse. Sure. Um, and he his passing was actually the day before uh, my game, my first game back, which was made the game wow. even more emotional. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I guess you also have had a chance to commiserate a little bit with and collaborate with KD who suffered his injury in the NBA finals um, yep. right along the same time. Right. Or mm -hmm. yours was before his by a little bit. By a yeah. Few I was in April. His was in June. Correct. Yeah. I was like eight, yeah. eight weeks ahead of him. And I mean, it's, it's just a thing where it's like the Achilles, it's like, you don't wish it on anyone. Obviously right. you think when you think of it, you think one of the worst injuries to, so to see him, kind of go down like that. He reached for his Achilles right away. I think everybody right. kind of knew that something was wrong and um, just reached out to him and was just kind of letting him know what to expect. Like I just got out of the worst part. Like the first eight weeks is the worst part mm -hmm. because you're just really immobile. Uh, but I reached out to him. I was like, listen, stay, stay on your meds, like stay ahead of the pain, like right. wiggle, the, wiggle your toes because, you know, they're in the cast for a long time. Um, right. Did your, did your calf look like this when you took it out? Oh my God. <laughs> I, it was Atropia. just one day. It was just one day. I, I remember I was in my room, like I had my little like elevated pillow thing and I was looking at my leg and I'm like, wow, this is, this is disgusting. It's like almost <laughs> disgusting. Right. Um, and another hooper, Kelsey Plum, just just went down with an Achilles right. injury, and yeah. and the same thing, you know, uh, reaching out to her, showing support and whatever she needs. I mean, I was yeah. I just went through it, and it's sure. tough, but you can definitely get get on the other side of it. What is your explosiveness like now in terms of your fitness? Uh, there's I know there's a mental component and a mm -hmm. physical component. Where are you right now in terms yeah. of? Yeah, 
Um, I feel great, to be honest. I am. Um, I'm very happy and fortunate that I was able to get at least a handful of games in before uh, the coronavirus really hit the U.S. Um, but you know, my leg feels good. I feel like there's no no pain, no swelling. Um, and just continuing to strengthen my calf. My calf is still a little smaller, like less than a half inch from the other one. But um, to me, that's that's pretty good. But I, I tell everyone that, you know, my new Achilles makes me more explosive. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I, I love women's basketball. And, um, you know, I've got two daughters who came up through the AAU system. And, and uh, one's uh, involved with the team, played as a freshman at uh, Loyola Marymount University. The other one is going to be a freshman at San Jose State University. And uh, women's basketball is very dear to my heart. I love the WNBA. I love the collegiate game. I, I may be one of the few, but you hear a lot of negative talk about youth basketball these days. It's it's complicated. It's, you know, the mm-hmm. Under Armour circuit, the Adidas Nation circuit. It's the Nike EYBL. Um, what do you remember most about your basketball journey uh coming up through youth basketball Mm -hmm. uh at that that first stage of it and we'll talk about collegiately after that but tell us about your experience and what was the most indelible experience that you remember um to be honest for me like when i look back at my my aau experience like when i grew growing up the first team i played for was the syracuse stars i'm originally from syracuse new york so like um it was a local aau team a lot of my my best friends are to this day, we're on that team. Um, and then I kind of came on the EYBL circuit. I played for the Philadelphia Bells. Okay. Um, this was before you could like hat, you could play on whatever team you wanted. Um, <laughs> free agency, right? Yeah, yeah, it was free agency. Um, but it was just, I mean, it's intense. It's intense with, with all the, the national circuits. But I think the, the biggest thing is just like the memories that I had at the tournaments, you know, being in the rooms with my teammates and, and hanging out and having fun and the games are cool and, and competitive, but those moments with your teammates, um, that's, that's what I look back and remember, you know, the crazy things we were doing in the hotel room, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. Going, going to golden corral and eating at the buffet, right? Exactly. Like yeah. <laughs> um, living tell living me our you- best life at the time. Yeah. Hey, yeah. You just didn't know it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, your recruitment, who, who, we know who won, but who finished second in the recruitment game to, to UConn or was there anyone to speak of? So to say, yeah, my, um, I would say second was, was a tie between Duke and Penn state. Really? Um, that was like my final three was UConn, Penn state and Duke, um, Penn state. I really enjoyed, uh, the coaching staff, the campus is huge. Um, Duke obviously is, is Duke, but. Yeah. Beautiful campus, um, great program. Uh, but I, I kind of knew. I mean, I knew I wanted to to go to UConn. I wanted to uh, become the best, and no other way to do that besides play for yeah. the best. What What do you remember about your official visit to UConn? Who was your hostess on the trip? Do you remember? Um, what you did that night <laughs> or weekend? I um I went to UConn a few times, but I remember. Um, I don't remember if it was my official, but uh-huh. uh, Morgan, Morgan Tuck and I went together and we were talking about, you know, are, are we going to commit? Are we going to do it? Are we, and she actually committed on the spot and I uh, wow. went down and visited Duke and then I committed the next time. But 
Um, I remember I was super nervous. I was shy. It was like after a game and I told Coach Ram, I'm like, I want to come here. And oh, really? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, wow. I mean, I don't I didn't know what I was supposed to say, you know, like, right. I'm committed to you guys. I don't know. But. And then the four championships to follow at UConn. What, what is it about? What is it about Coach Oriema that, that makes that program so unique and so um, everlasting, so evergreen, so perpetual and sustained, if you had to put your finger on it? Um, I think he just, you know, he, he demands perfection and he demands something that's that's impossible but he gets you to kind of understand what you're fighting for and obviously um to win championships but also to to go beyond that and to to kind of prep you for for what's coming after UConn and um you know I think it's it's the people that they bring in you know they know that they're bringing in people that are willing to really work as hard as they can. And even if, you know, in the beginning we get there, we don't know that we're willing to work as hard as we can, we can, right. we, uh, we figure it out. And, um, I mean, all you have to do is look at all the people that went through that program and, and, and kind of where they are today. Right. And of the four championships that you won at UConn, is, is there one that sticks out more than the other for any particular reason? Um, you know, it's kind of like having, it's kind of like having four kids. You love them all the same. I, I know you're going <laughs> to thinking something like that, but is there one that maybe inches ahead of the other? Yeah, I mean the last one for sure yeah. because that just really capped off the the entire run. And um, you know, I remember this walking off the court with Morgan and Mariah and and kind of hugging Coach Ariama and um, we just you know that was just the moment. It was like, well, we did it, and we were we did what we wanted to do when we came in as freshmen, and now we're leaving as seniors with with four rings. Wow, what an experience! And uh, they they still keep, got it going there. Have you have you spoken to Gino recently? Have Have you had any contact with him? What was that conversation like? Yeah, I've checked in a little bit during during quarantine. I mean, I think we're all just kind of in a state where we were waiting to see what was going to happen. You know, whether it was him at at school or me with the WNBA. But he's someone that you know. He he also we we keep in touch ever since I left and you know, was someone that was definitely in my corner coming back from injury and just telling me not to, not to rush back with things. Basketball is still going to be here whenever I'm ready. And, and now he's, he's just happy to send you back on the court. That's awesome. We all are. Um, let's, you know, one thing we like to do on the basketball Jones is uh, take our viewers and listeners be beyond the 94 by 50 basketball court and get into a little bit of food, a little culture, uh, mm -hmm. music, things a little different. And, and, Tell me about your experience uh, in Russia um, because it sounds so exotic. I've been to St. Petersburg and yeah, um, I'm jealous. yeah really fabulous city, uh, very um, kind of a lot of Western European overtones. But um, when you come, when you talk about living in Russia for as long as you yeah. have for the season, uh, what, what kind of, how much do you pick up the language? Tell us about the food. Tell us about the people a little bit and what, what jumps out at you? Yeah. So uh, to go back a little bit, I actually spent two years in China. Two years right. I was in Shanghai just to kind of um, that start my overseas career. And then these last two years I was in Russia. And um, Russia is a, definitely an experience. And it's it's super cool. I'm jealous. I have not been able to go to St. Petersburg. But going to, to Moscow, the Red Square, um, right. and just really embracing yourself in that culture 
and I know I know some keywords in Russian, you know, know how to how to kind of figure out what I need. Um, but the the two cities I've been to, you know, they really um, are basketball supporters, and they've helped me out immensely. And it's it's pretty similar to to kind of being here. It's just everything's in Russian. Right. Okay. I get it. I get it. And I didn't, and if you ever do get a chance to go to St. Petersburg, beautiful city, lots of lots of canals. You just got to make sure that you don't get stuck on the wrong side of the canal. But did you go in the summer or what was the season? I, w I was there in the middle of the summer. It was like July yeah. for the Goodwill Games. And it was like a mini Olympics between the USA and, and Russia back in the day. And it would be because it's so far north, um, Brianna, that at 1030 at night, it would still be light outside. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm concerned about going there in the wintertime. I'm like, it's it's cold yeah, enough and that. then it's going to be <laughs> even colder. <laughs> yeah. Hey, did, one thing I got hooked on and it was an expensive um, deal was um, caviar. Did you, did you eat much of it when you were over there? Mm -hmm. No? Mm -hmm. It cost a lot less back when I was over there. It's it's The price of it has gone through the roof. Especially the good stuff, beluga. You know, I can't yeah. afford it. You probably can. <laughs> I'm gonna when I go back. When I go back, I'll definitely uh, try and become more of a caviar person. <laughs> yeah. And what was uh, what was China like? I mean, there's so much talk about um, you know China these days in the news for various reasons. Their mm -hmm. men's basketball league just began uh, resuming play. Yeah. And, uh, what That's was great. your experience? What did you take away from your experience playing over in China? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was in Shanghai. I was in probably the best city possible. Um, it, it also was an experience like Russia, a little different, but just kind of really immersing myself in the culture. Um, and at the same time, Shanghai, you know, had the restaurants where I was like, if I want Italian, I can do that. If I want steakhouse, I can do that. But um, definitely a fast paced lifestyle, a lot of people, a lot going on. Um, a little different on the basketball court because when you're in China, you can only have one foreigner. So I was the only one on the team. Oh, wow. um, whereas in Russia, you can have two and then you can have European players and the rule kind of can get stretched a little. Right. Um, but I definitely won't forget, you know, my, my beginning years in China and uh, appreciate the club for, for having me. Yeah. Which, uh, which league had easier travel between the two China or, or Russia? And for what reason? Um, Russia. I mean, in Russia, for sure, my the team that I'm on right now, um, they have their own plane. So when you have your own plane, it, it sure. makes things things very nice. But um, in China, we did the, the fast train a lot, which which was a cool experience. Um, wow. If we were going to have the Olympics this summer, they were saying we would have the, the fast train to kind of move around. Um, right. So that would have been been something that that was Super cool, but yeah, the travel in, in Russia is a little easier just because charter. <laughs> sure, sure, especially if you guys own it. Let's come back stateside and talk about Seattle. Favorite places to eat in Seattle? Give me your top three spots. If um, you're coming out there for a weekend to visit a couple of friends, where, where do I need to be? Where do I need to go? So this my be, top this three. Be before, before, this is going to be after I go to Green Lake Park and ball out on some of those guys, okay? <laughs> uh, my top three, so I'm gonna give you my top three in Belltown. Um, okay. Rocco's Pizza, that's like, okay. that's it. Um, Umi Sushi, 
Umi. is another spot. And then um, a spot that's in the market, uh, the Pink Door. Okay. Um, okay. Definitely good food. Um, all I just gave you three pretty different options. So right. Pink Door is like, more Italian, I think. Yeah. El Gaucho's uh, come up in there somewhere? El Gaucho. El Gaucho's, yep. It's it's down the street a little bit if you want more of a, a fancy, fancy spot. Right. Date night. That's that's definitely. Oh, okay. oh Mrs. Jones. <laughs> Mrs. Jones would be liking that a little bit. <laughs> we get her in the mix a little bit. <laughs> hey, uh, tell tell us when I always like asking this question. When when you hit play on your playlist right now, mm -hmm. what song comes up? Um, if I was to hit play on my playlist right now, you can even um, hit your phone. You can look at your phone. I'm and like, let me, let me, uh, music or whatever it is and hit your playlist. What is it? Is it Drake? Is it me? <laughs> um, when, okay. That's win uh, by J rock. <laughs> that's okay. funny. All right. Is that your, is that your walk up song? Is that your hype song? Um, actually I think in, in 2018, um, in Seattle, it definitely was a song that we played all the time. Oh, okay. um, I was going to say uh, Drake's newest album. Oh, okay. But win works too. I feel you. I feel you. Hey, um, your teammate, Sue, is going to be hosting the ESPYs mm -hmm. coming up. Have you spoken to her about it? I, I what are you expecting from her? That's, that's a big deal, it. man. That's yeah, a big deal. I'm actually like super interested how it's all gonna go down. Like, is it gonna be in their living room or what's what's the situation? <laughs> right. Um, and I think like I'm not I'm not saying one side versus another, but I think it it sounds a little harder to do it virtually than in person. Definitely, I would agree with that. You plan on dropping by during the ESPYs? <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm, I'm just going. Go. <laughs> I'm gonna walk in. On, obviously. Um. During this um, this stay at home order time, uh, you guys are still, I guess, in Seattle, short of phase two. Um, what kind of special talents or interests have you picked up, or are there any things that you've been able to actually get around to doing that you've always wanted to? Um, I organized. I really organized my house, um, like. I guess this is this is the most amount of time that I've been here consecutively, probably yeah. since I, I got the place. Um, so just making sure that I like where everything is and, and cleaning and being kind of OCD in a sense. Okay. Um, and then just just working out. I've been working out and just hanging out with my dog. Um, nothing nothing super crazy to be honest. Okay. All right. What are your daily What's your daily schedule like in terms of? Workouts. Where do you get your run in these days? I mean, if you guys are on phase one and a half, how tough is it getting to gyms? And yeah. can, you get, can you get some shots up? So they just told us um, last week that we could start going to our practice facility, but it's like um, you can have one person with you, one ball. Like um, can't get too exotic, I guess. Um, right. So it's a start, but it's it's still like to ramp up for a season, things need to move a little bit faster. Um, I know we will have training camp in the bubble, which is nice to give us a little bit more time. But um, for, for female basketball players, you know, we don't usually have this downtime. You know, we're right. usually like overseas, WNBA, back overseas, WNBA. And now it's right. kind of like, whoa, now we're here and, and what do we do? So I've been doing home workouts. I got a Peloton. Um, 
Good a move. Little, a little addicted to my Peloton for sure. Right. Um, yeah. You got your, you got favorite instructors and all that too now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I went the yeah. other way. I went, I got a Versa climber. I punished myself Ooh. on that for 20, 30 minutes a day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that and the um the Airdyne bike, the Airdyne bike is no joke. Okay. Those are <laughs> like my two like rehab um besties. Nice, nice. Well, it's it's funny. I'm thinking about you working out. Have you worked out with uh, Coach Klopp recently? No, he's um he's not in Seattle right now, but he's not. Okay. soon, soon well, we will. It's a small world because his daughter is an assistant coach at San Jose State, where oh, my daughter yeah. will be a freshman next year. So, oh yeah, super yeah. super small world. That's all. Awesome. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Brianna Stewart, thank you, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we look forward to seeing you on the basketball court at IMG Academy in uh, a little less than a month, and uh, I can't tell you how glad I am, happy. Uh, not just me, but uh, the entire Jones family is uh, to see you back on the basketball court. We got a lot of love for you and uh, going to be uh, praying for your success this year uh, individually and as a team. And um, really uh, keep up the great work on the social movement front because your voice matters. It resonates um, as uh, as an ally to the movement. Uh, it, it is a diverse movement. It it's a Black Lives Matter movement, but in its entirety, it's, it really is about everybody striving towards justice. So uh, I'm going to pray for you to have great energy in that as well. Thanks Absolutely. again for joining us on the Basketball Jones. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, we'll be watching that. Don't forget that uh, the Basketball Jones comes to you every week. And on Mondays, we have pickup game featuring Coach Seth Greenberg. Had some great guests this past week, including... Frank Martin and Dave Yeager. And uh, coming up tomorrow, it'll be Bo Estes as part of our sports business classroom right here on www.hallpassnetwork.com slash web shows. I'm Mark Jones. Thanks again for joining us this week. We'll see you next week.